Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the key studios. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. You know how we do it on Mondays. We do the Motown Monday. Some spinners here. This is written by Stevie Wonder. We're talking about Stevie Wonder producing Minnie Ripperton's song. This was the first hit for the spinners in, what, 1970, I believe, uh, that Stevie and Stevie Wonder wrote this song. It's funny because now when you now that you say that, listening to this, I can envision Stevie yep. singing this song. Yep, absolutely. Yep, And, and Stevie would have been real young. Then. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Barely, barely out of his <laughs> teenage years. Right. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, 404-726-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. A um, couple of things, Day Day, here before we uh, we get back to everything. I was looking – oh, let me start with this first. So I was just looking at box office returns for The Flash. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was number one last week at the box office, okay? The Flash had a drop of 73% week over week. Wow. Um, said that um, – Rather than taking a victory lap, the DC comic book adventure is cratering in third place behind holdover Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Which I saw and is great. Uh, Pixar's Elemental and the new comedy from Jennifer uh, Lawrence, Lawrence, No Hard Feelings. Over the weekend, The Flash suffered a brutal 73% decline in its second weekend with only $15.3 million from the 4,265 North American theaters. That's a far bigger drop than recent D- DC adaptions like Black Adam, which had a 59% drop, and Shazam, Fury of the Gods, 69%, which ended up as notable money losers for the studio. In the case of The Flash, it's a catastrophic result for the $200 million budgeted tentpole because it signals that ticket sales won't rebound in the theatrical run. So far, the film has generated a lousy $87 million domestically at the box office and $123.3 million internationally, bringing the total worldwide take at $210.9 million. And they talk about some other things here with the Marvel Universe. So it might not even break even. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is going to be basically a 
what they what they consider you know to be a disaster for Sheesh. DC. And you were talking about the again. I don't know that that's all of the reason why that that you know that backlash against Ezra Miller or whatever like that. But seventy three percent drop week over week from its first week to its second week. And when yeah. a movie when a movie does that, it ain't bouncing back. Oh no. I mean that that movie's not that movie's not going to all of a sudden rebound into some juggernaut or anything like that. Yeah, so. so poor James Gunn is going to have his hands full because you know he 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 with this last Guardians installment, he's now leaving the Marvel yeah, the franchise Marvel to, to come to over, to over to DC. Yeah. Because they talked about the idea that they're trying to revamp mm-hmm. everything with yeah. DC and stuff like that. So, so how's that gonna, working out? He's going to have his hands full. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that movie absolutely just tanked in its second week, and. The other thing is, so I was looking at Taylor Swift tickets for this coming weekend in Cincinnati. Okay. And I was, again, I've been scouring tickets in at least drivable places. Right. $1,300 just to get in and sit behind the stage. Oh, wow. To sit behind. That's This is in Paul Brown, What I think it's Paul Brown, or whatever. Whatever Cincinnati Stadium is, the right. football stadium. The football That's stadium. where the Bengals right. play. Mm-hmm. Sit behind the stage, thirteen hundred dollars get in price. I saw a couple of stats over the weekend. Forbes had an article out that the Taylor Swift Eras Tour, okay, mm-hmm. across just the United States, because now she's going to go to Mexico right. later on in the year, and then she's going to go overseas. She's going to Japan. And um, Japan and somewhere else. And then she's going to, like, Amsterdam uh, and some other countries over as well. I think London as well. Just in the U.S., they say that this tour is going to bring in $4.6 billion to the U.S. economy. That is four point six, And this is not some hack site. This is Forbes. $4.6 billion dollars in revenue to the US economy from this tour. Wow, that's oof. They said that the when she she plays in Cincinnati next, I think it's Friday and Saturday night because she just played Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. She's going to Cincinnati the the Saturday or sorry, Friday and Saturday night. They say that with the they say that with in all total it's going to bring in $92 million into the city of Cincinnati. And it's created like 310 jobs. Now, how crazy is that? That is bananas. So they, they're saying that this could be the most successful tour in U.S. history. It sounds like it. Yeah. $4.6 billion. I mean, with those ticket prices. <laughs> yeah. That's the secondary ticket mark. $1,300 to sit behind the stage. There's no way I'd pay that much to sit behind the stage. No. At floor tickets are going anywhere from four to $7,000 for floor tickets. I mean, it's unbelievable. I wonder if she's going to circle back through on another tour. Because, again, she's got to be making gazillions of dollars, right? Heck, yeah. I mean, because that's how you make all your money is, you know, all the touring and everything. It's got to be gazillions of dollars. But that's isn't that crazy? $4.6 yeah, billion is. to the U.S. economy 
for this tour this year. That is, yeesh. you don't think she's the most her, popular pop star on earth? That and, right and now? the people working for her are loving it. Yeah, but I mean, you don't think she's the most popular pop star yeah. on on earth right now? Say what you will about Taylor Swift, but she is a money making machine, like a money making machine in all of this kind of stuff. So, um, crazy, crazy stuff out there. All right, let me grab a quick NFL squib kick. Take a look at the NFL with the squib kick with John Chuckery. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Remember Devontae Adams at the end of the year when he shoved, well, it was an October game, I guess I should say, uh, when he shoved that credentialed media member in Kansas City? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the assault charges have been dropped. Um, a spokesperson for the Kansas City Municipal Court told the Kansas City Star on Friday that a prosecutor had dismissed the misdemeanor charge June 5th, and the case was closed. Yeah, you know what that means? Settlement. Yeah. Pay, he, little, he, nice yeah, little payout Exactly. Here. How, how much do you exactly. need to just... Right. To make this go away, he paid out some scratch hole. So, you know, again, yeah. Okay. It, it, yeah. Oh, no, we're not going to press charges because we got paid. But anyway. Um, so, it may be a situation where if nobody ends up wanting knocks, mm-hmm. they're going to go with the New York Jets. Now, maybe they can, you know, maybe if they do hard knocks with the Jets, they can watch A.A. Ron smoke all of his mushrooms and take his, you know, Molotov cocktails and everything else. But uh, according to Mike Florio, the NFL will apparently not be listening to the preferences of the head coach of the New York Jets. Per a league source, the Jets are bracing for the preseason hard knocks assignment despite making known publicly and privately their lack of interest in serving as the focal point of this year's show. They say the Jets, Saints, Bears, Commanders fit the criteria for being required to do the show in the 2023 preseason. Under a formula developed several years ago, the teams that can be compelled to do it include those without a new head coach, those who have not been to this playoffs in either of the last two years, and those that have not been the subject of the show for the last 10 years. The Jets, Saints, Bears have made it clear that they don't want to do it this year. The Commanders will told would do it if assigned. Um, and obviously, you know, with the ownership deal and all that kind of stuff, that may be something to see. Uh, men's talks on uh, talking to some of the other 20 teams hopeful to find a volunteer. The Lions were approached about a second straight appearance. They declined. The Jets technically can't decline. Although the NFL typically does not make a team submit to hard knocks when it doesn't want to, they say most fans would prefer the Jets with high expectations, the presence of quarterback A.A. Ron, and memories of a successful run in the end when Coach Rex Ryan had the Jets eating uh, snacks. The Jets are definitely the most interesting of the four teams that could be required to do it and more interesting than most, if not all, of the other eight teams. So... They say that if the Jets grab the short straw, it could actually make for a far more compelling presentation with a possible attitude uh, emanating from the rest of the team if they don't want the cameras and microphones there. So, interesting. Um, look, you know they're going to they're gonna make the Jets do it. I mean, they want they want A.A. Ron. They want the New York, and they want A.A. Ron. And look, they have, they have as much as a compelling story as you can have. 
they could be they could end up winning the the East, right? The AFC East. Sauce Gardner is a terrific player. Um, obviously, you know uh, who was it? Uh, Garrett Wilson was the rookie offensive rookie of the year. So there's a lot of reasons why that they may end up picking the New York Jets, but uh, it is great that the coaches don't want to be a part uh, of all that. Um, also, too, uh, the NFL prepares to, or sorry, the NFLPA is preparing to pick a new executive director, but they say that players are remaining in the dark. Per a league source, multiple players have attempted to get information from their team elected representatives, but to no avail as the NFLPA will soon be selecting a new executive director. Um, at least one player rep told his players uh, on his team that any questions should be directed to the NFLPA president, J.C. Treader, and that the representative in question has no information regarding the status of the process. Uh, it's unclear who's running the show, but some believe it's being manned by Treader and the union's executive committee which consists of multiple players no longer in the league. For the vast majority of the players in the league, they have no information as to the current candidates to lead the union. Is it someone who currently works for the union? Is it an external candidate? When, if ever, will information be disseminated by the players? They say the union's efforts to keep the process shrouded in secrecy is aided by the fact that most players don't pay attention to these matters. Beyond not knowing who the candidates are, to become the next executive, next executive director, multiple players were not aware that the current executive director is D. Marie Smith. That's not a good thing for your union. But anyway, I um, <laughs> guess they really don't uh, care about uh, all of that. So, And uh, finally, uh, Jaguars head coaches, or Jaguars coaches expect more from Travis Etienne this upcoming season. So Etienne was a first-round draft pick in 2021. Uh, suffered a foot injury in the preseason and didn't play at all in the regular season in 2021. In 2022, ETN ran for 1,125 yards. And in 2023, the Jaguars think that ETN is ready to do even more. Head coach uh, Doug Peterson said ETN has learned uh, a lot this offseason about the Jaguars' offense and the running back's role in it. Quote, we have seen, uh, we have, we've seen it this offseason. He's progressed very nicely. Once we get the pads on and we start in our run periods, we'll see how the whole how how we'll see how he'll see the whole better. It just goes back to last year being kind of a rookie season for him. It's like in the past game. There's a lot to learn, just a lot to know and understand, and he's really picked it up well. I'm excited for him this year to see what he can do and even more to build off of last year. So uh, again, Travis Etienne, one of the great collegiate running backs and obviously you know familiarity with Trevor Lawrence but certainly they're counting on him and that Jaguars team you know look they were the division champions last year um, they were a second round playoff team I don't know if they'll ever get back to the AFC championship game like they were a few years ago but certainly they are one of the more intriguing teams in the NFC or sorry in the AFC as to whether or not they can find a way to get it done again in that division. All right, here's what we got. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Thoughts about the John Collins trade? I'll give you mine. We'll get yours as well. 404-726-0929. Call in now. We'll get you on air. 
Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 92 on the game, Odyssey.com app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuckery show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Monday evening with you. Jason Longshore has got Atlanta soccer tonight coming up at the top of the hour. 404-726-0929. That is our phone line to join us. Well, obviously the big story today is that John Collins traded from the Atlanta Hawks going to Utah. Um, Rudy Gay and a second-round pick coming back in return. Gay, I believe, had to opt into his... Uh, player option to make the deal happen. Now, reality is Rudy Gay won't be here. I mean, that's they're going to open up the roster spot. They'll, get, they'll buy him out, whatever. Uh, he'll be bought out. They'll open up the roster spot, and, and now we can grab somebody. But a couple of things to make sure that we understand, okay? First off, the Atlanta Hawks did not get better for this trade. Now, I know everybody's saying, well, why did we make the deal then? Because, again, you had to free up a roster spot and, and free up some money. That's the first thing. But don't misconstrue. The Hawks did not get better in this deal. Subtracting John Collins for whatever he is or is not off this roster, 
did not make the Hawks better. Now, this allows them to do some maneuvering because they have a $25 million exemption coming up for the next year. They obviously got below the luxury tax, so that gives them some flexibility. And you have the roster spot that's open now. And you can do some things with that. So I'm not mad at what the Hawks did in getting rid of John Collins. It was probably time to get rid of John Collins because, again, it's regressing and it's not getting better with him. Now, again, whatever the next move is going to be, are there going to be more moves? Probably. Uh, Again, I, I thought that the Hawks would run it back, not because I wanted to, but I just thought that, okay, could they get rid of some of these contracts? and especially the John Collins contract. It's not a very team-friendly type of contract. So I'm glad that they found a buyer for it, even if you didn't really get anything back in return, but that was going to be the reality all along. It was never going to be about what the Hawks were going to get back in a trade like this. It was always going to be about, can we dump the salary? And that's what they did. That's the second part. This was a salary dump. This, This was nothing more than a salary dump to open up cap space and get below the luxury tax. Remember we heard that Brian Windhorst said that the Hawks have this mandate to get on the luxury tax? It's funny how three days later they're under the luxury tax. Despite what Landry Fields tells everybody, you know, well, you know, we can go in or that. Okay, you're already in the luxury tax. Wasn't a matter if you could go into the luxury tax. You're already there. You were already there in the luxury tax. Now you've gotten yourself below the luxury tax line. And, again, Rudy Gay won't be here when all is said and done. But don't misunderstand. The Hawks didn't get better. Now their next move has to be about getting better. You've opened up some space. You've gotten rid of one of the players that and, – and make no mistake about this either as far as who's calling the shots. If Quinn Snyder wanted John Collins here, John Collins would still be an Atlanta Hawk. If Quinn Snyder was 100% sold on the idea of John Collins – John Collins would be a hawk. Make no mistake about that either. So 404-726-0929. Let's go out to Owen out in Southwest Atlanta. What's going on, Owen? Hey, um, I'm just going to put out two or three things that I saw. Um, John, he, he, I, I wish him well. He was, he's not a bad player, but I'm not saying we should have kept him. But at the same time, I see some other players that need to go, too, that's not paying it out for what they're getting paid. Dre, he's not paying out for what he needs. He's getting paid. Hopefully, if we keep him, he will. The second thing that I'm going to say is I was reading today, and I know the Hawks, it's been rumored that they've been trying to get past Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. And I was reading today that the number one pick that we got Toronto Raptors wanted him. So I don't know if he's going to stay either. Is he going to use him for a chip to get him? I don't know. But like I'm saying, the last thing I want to say, I'm a season ticket holder, and I've been a Hawks fan since the Dominique days. And I'm telling you, if the wrestlers don't want to spend no money and his team get back better, no, I know he didn't get out of luxury tax go back into it. Just, just, I don't have a confidence in him. A businessman doesn't get out of debt to get back in debt. I just don't see him bringing a number one player in him. But he might be able to do some maneuver. And so I see that. I don't have any confidence in the ownership that we have. 
Well, That's all I wanted to say. Appreciate it, Owen. Well, again, the next move may be somebody else. I mean, look, there were rumors about Clint Capella being traded to the Dallas Mavericks. And the story I read is Mark Stein said that Dallas was going to uh, – Dallas wanted Clint Capella, and they were going to give the uh, number 10 pick for the Hawks' number 15 pick. But, da- but the Hawks, in return, wanted um, – Josh Green, who's obviously years old, played 60 games this year, 26 minutes per game. His numbers aren't great, but 40% from three, one of the young up-and-coming players for the Dallas Mavericks, and a good defensive player. The Hawks wanted him in return, and Dallas said no. So I like the fact that they weren't giving away pieces just to give away pieces, but certainly, you know, again, there may be multiple moves when all is said and done. I heard rumors on draft night that the Indiana Pacers were looking at DeAndre Hunter. Now, what they have to give up would be something, but I don't know what that is. So part of this could be that the Hawks aren't willing to part with some of their pieces for next to nothing, but I think they wanted to, I, I think they were ready and able to move on from John Collins. I, I think that that was a guy that they were really ready to move on from. And again, I'll say it. If, Quinn Snyder wanted John Collins here. So I think that I think that this was kind of universal in the idea of they were moving on from John Collins, and it finally had to happen. But, again, I, I don't disagree with the sentiment that Tony Ressler didn't go. And, look, Landry Fields can say all the things that he wants. If Tony Ressler says we're not – if Tony Ressler decides we're not going into luxury tax – they're not going in the luxury tax. That's that's how again Landry Fields may have the decision making power for the roster. Tony Ressler's got the decision making for the purse strings, for the money, for the wallet. That that will come directly from Tony Ressler. He can say whatever he wants, and, and I'm not telling you that he's not being truthful in what he says. But if Tony Ressler does not want to go in the luxury tax, he won't go in the luxury tax. And you can spin it any way. Well, you know, we can build a roster that is or is not in the luxury tax. No, you can't. You're not going to build a good roster. You're not going to build a very good roster. You're not going to cut a whole bunch of salary and build a good roster. I, I don't see how that happens. But again, you know, look, if Tony Ressler is, is the ultimate decision maker on the luxury tax, I don't believe that they're going back into it here very quickly. So it is it is what it is. I'm not mad at the Hawks for what they've done. I, I, I'm not mad at what they what they did. I, I, I don't have a problem moving on from John Collins. I didn't expect anything in return, to be honest with you. I really didn't. Because again, for a player like John Collins, if you can save cash and open up a roster spot. That's the biggest thing. That was see that was my fear this whole time was that they would just run it back. And I wondered if whether or not they would be able to make deals to get Collins out of here. Because again, we know that they've either been hesitant to trade John Collins or the right deal hasn't come along. Now you can say that, well how is this the right deal? Because it got to it, it's gotten to a point where he probably had to go. 
and the head coach probably says, okay, he doesn't really fit what I want to do. See, I do think that Quinn Snyder has a lot of influence in what the decision-making process is. It may not be Landry Fields saying, okay, do you want, well, maybe, uh, you know, what What can we get, asking Quinn Snyder, how bad do you want to get rid of him or, or what can we get? It's a matter of Quinn Snyder saying, look, I don't think this guy fits what I want to do from the offensive, defensive side, whatever it is. Okay, let's see if we can move him for something. We can maybe open up a roster spot. We can get rid of some salary. That's how it works. And I do think that, you know, in that standpoint, that it isn't collaborative and communicative about whether or not, you know, again, Quinn Snyder was talking the other day where he said, telling Jeff Schultz, well, you know, I'll just coach the roster that they give me. You mean to tell me that if John Collins was a guy that Quinn Snyder really believed in, that he'd, he'd have been traded? No, I don't believe that for a second. See, that's the whole spin of what comes out of this organization. That's why people, remember when I told you that, Dating, remember when I told you that perception has the same effect as truth? Yep. The perception right now is they don't want to get in the luxury tax and they don't care about, I mean, and I don't think that they're all true, but the perception is they don't want to get in the luxury tax. They're not committed to winning. You know, all these narratives. And if that's how they're perceived, then it might as well be true. Honestly, it might as well be true. If that's how the perception is around your organization, it has the same effect as what the actual truth itself is. Now, I don't believe Tony Russell doesn't want to win. I think he wants to win. I think he wants to win his way. I think he wants to win in the way that that he wants to win where he doesn't have to spend as much money. And I can understand that. I think all owners kind of to a degree want to do that. But at some point you have to realize, okay, if we're going to get better, we got to spend some cash. And, and by the way, they spent cash to sign these guys up. They just didn't give good contracts. When they got out of the Eastern Conference Finals and they were like, okay, we have to build on all of this. And we got to, you know, Trey Young's getting a super max deal. John Collins, $25 million a year. DeAndre Hunter's getting $90 million. You know, he's a 20-plus million-dollar player. Capella's 20-something million dollars. Okay, we're committed to signing these guys. Problem is they just didn't have good contracts that they gave these guys. And these guys haven't grown or developed any better than, you know, what they were, you know, even a couple years ago. So, again, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky situation, but I'm not mad at what the Hawks did. They weren't going to get players back in, in return. They weren't going to get more talented. And understand that this organization, this franchise, got worse now we just have to hope that they turn the corner and they get themselves better. All right, more to come here. One last segment before we hand it off to Jason Longshore, Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 910 The Game, the Odyssey.com app.
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery show. Motown Monday on the Brown Liquor Music Hour. Jason Longshore coming up to the top of the hour in Atlanta soccer tonight. 404-726-0929. That's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. A uh, couple of things. Braves do win tonight. So Strider now 9-2 and two on the season. He was magnificent tonight. One mistake, he gave up a home run to Joey Gallo. Uh, seven innings, three hits, one earned run, two walks, ten strikeouts, right at 100 pitches. He was outstanding. Kirby Yates gets his first save since 2020 in the game uh, tonight. Ozuna homered, Ronnie homered, um, RBIs from Ronnie, Riley, no, sorry, um, Ronnie, Darno Ozuna had the uh, four RBI uh, tonight, so... Michael Harris was three for three with a run scored in the game. By the way, don't look now, Day Day. He's up to 260 for his batting average and a 314 on base percentage. So he's getting there. Um, LSU beats Florida. Wasn't even close. 18 to four is what it ended up. They scored six in the second, four in the fourth, one in the seventh. Three in the eighth, four more in the top of the ninth, and they pound on the Gators. LSU is your national champion in the world of baseball. So another title for the uh, SEC. So we, uh, we've we got that to look forward to now. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo's dead. So, uh, yes. Uh, that was the only mistake, though, for for you know against Gallo. That was the only mistake that Strider made uh, tonight. So he hit the solo home run, but the Braves win four to one. And now the uh, Braves are fifty one and twenty seven. So we're headed to that halfway point, that magical halfway point uh, here. Uh, Day Day, last night AEW had their Forbidden Door pay per view. Mm-hmm. Now this is so. Forbidden Door is a pay-per-view where they get the New Japan stars 
in these dream matches and stuff like that. It's not so much it's not so much just AEW wrestlers, but they get the New Japan guys to come in once a year and they have sort of these dream matches. Sometimes they're one-on-one, sometimes they're all tag teams and stuff like that. But uh, and this concept just started last year, and it was a big hit. But this year's Forbidden Door um, was a massive success. Uh, let's see here. I was trying to see what what uh, trying to read the numbers. Um, the gate, the live gate in the U.S. was one point two million dollars for the live gate, a mark that no non-WWE pro wrestling show has ever held in North America had reached. Um, it would be about, which would be about $1.6 million in Canadian money. Tony Khan said it was a new record for his four-year-old promotion, but it's a company record that will last barely two months since it will be broken when they bring the show to Wembley Stadium for all in coming up on August 27th. They said it will be it will it will break a it will break it by a minimum 600%. Uh it topped the WWE's elimination chamber uh which was held in Montreal because this was held in Montreal. WWE's elimination chamber which is held in Montreal uh by more than $200,000. Uh the show was built around Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn, a match featuring a more traditional concept for a main event. Uh, and obviously Zane being from Montreal. Uh, the Forbidden Door Gate was a distant third in Canada behind two of the most famous matches in WWE history, um, the 1990 WrestleMania with Hogan and Ultimate Warrior pulled in three point, almost $3.5 million at the gate, and the 2002 WrestleMania featuring Hogan and The Rock which was what? That was eight WrestleMania 18. Yeah, WrestleMania 18, $3.8 million. Uh, both shows were held at the much larger Rogers Center in Toronto at the time known as the Sky Dome. So, look, um, say what you will about AEW, but they obviously pull in these massive crowds, and they obviously, you know, get the gate. And, look, they – they're going to blow away, you know, domestically anything that they've done in Wembley Stadium. And, and look, Wembley, you know, the last time the WWE ran Wembley Stadium was the 1992 SummerSlam, right? That was Brett versus Davey Boy, you know, in the, in the Intercontinental title match. I mean, one of the great matches of all time. I mean, that's that. that and uh, all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, the, that, that pay-per-view was a, was a complete spectacle. Shawn Michaels was involved in that pay-per-view. Uh, he wrestled, I think, Rick Martel, and and Shawn Michaels was managed by Sherry Martel um, in that match. So again, one of the, one of the great pay-per-views, and obviously that crowd was monstrous in Wembley Stadium that night, and they wanted to see Bret Hart and Davy Boy Smith get after it. It was a great match. You know, I I think it was better than the '91 SummerSlam match because of the spectacle of it, which was. Uh, Bret Hart versus uh, uh, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. That's one of the great underrated matches in WWE history. But 92 at Wembley Stadium was a monster. And this all-in show is going to be just 
a a big big time you know event that is is you know again it's going to be in August for All In. This is going to be a huge event. But you know the for and look I I was not a big I'm not a big fan of the Forbidden Door thing. I mean again it's it's too many guys we don't know. Say what you will about the WWE, but they have the star power right now, right? Did, did you see Day Day that the the rate WWE on Fox with this bloodline story and mm-hmm. the one that just had where Jay Uso super kicked or Jimmy or Jay or whoever super kicked Roman Reigns? Yeah. When 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 on when, the SmackDown that yeah. was the Smack yeah they both super kicked them. yes yeah. yeah but I mean uh, who was it Jimmy or Jay? One of them was already out of the bloodline. And the other one was going to be, it was going to stay yeah, in the J- bloodline. Uh, yeah, I think it's Jimmy is already out. Yeah, Jimmy's out, and right. Jay was and debating. Jay had, yeah, yeah, and Jay had a decision to make yeah. whether or not he was in, and he super kicked Roman. Yeah, they said that they they picked up in the last quarter hour of that show. So from nine forty five till ten o'clock, mm-hmm. they picked up over four hundred and fifty thousand viewers. Wow! Uh, and it was in total viewership. Was around three million when when that last segment came along, but they picked up four hundred and fifty thousand viewers in that final segment to see Jay, uh, who is it, Jay Uso super kick Roman right. Reigns, and then they both super kicked him. Yeah, um, I mean SmackDown ratings have been when the Bloodline is involved, and it's mm-hmm. funny because when you look at the quarter hours, the, the the numbers are all over the board. When it's not Bloodline. It's it's nothing. Yeah. When it's the bloodline, it the ratings are monstrous. Yeah. And and anytime that they can get those guys on TV, they and and again, they don't do just one segment with the bloodline. You know, they're doing like three segments of show right. on SmackDown because that show is that's those segments are so popular. They're getting millions of viewers. They're having they're having better had in this reincarnation of SmackDown to Fox, mm. um, better than any of the ratings that they've ever had on the show for it. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, another another storyline that maybe can kind of fill a void for them is, and I thought about you, uh, is this Bianca and uh, and um, uh, Charlotte Flair storyline. But I thought about you because you're right. Bianca cannot not smile. <laughs> yeah, she's I mean, trying she's, to be serious. She's right. Just... <laughs> I mean, it's it's way. I mean, again, I I would love to see her be a heel. Simply because I want to see her, I want to see her not smiling all the time. Yeah, but I just don't think she can do it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, you know, look, her husband's a big baby face, right? I yeah. mean, Montez Ford, he's yeah. a big baby face. I'd love to see her get a heel run, like just because I want to see some of her personality come out and just not be that always smiling, you know, white meat baby yeah. face. Just, I mean, the what they. And what they what they call it in the the, the term in wrestling mm-hmm. just to not be that I would love to see her be this be would a heel. Be, this would be a good storyline to me to do because when Charlotte came out I mean and I know some of it was piped in but her pop was pretty she had a pretty good pop when yeah, she came like, out those two women are immensely popular yeah. right I mean they they're immensely popular the only other problem is is that they don't have any belts right now. Right. Because Asuka's got the one belt, and right. then obviously, you know, Rhea Ripley's got the other belt. And, um, again, we need to uh, – they brought Charlotte back to have one more match against Ripley. I mean, that that Rhea Ripley-Charlotte match from WrestleMania was the best women's match mm-hmm. I'd ever seen 
but it was also probably one of the five or six best matches in WrestleMania history. Right. Like that match was phenomenal. Right. How good that match was. Well, they're at the top of the oh, top absolutely. of the, uh, yes. the order yeah. when it comes to yeah. you know ring skills. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm I'm working on a I'm working on for the end of the month um, having a uh, I've got a WWE Hall of Famer that I'm working on for the end of the month. I'm not saying nice. it's going to happen officially. It might be might be early August when it happens, but I'm working on a WWE Hall of Famer nice. for. Um, for the show on uh, either end of Jan or either end of July or first part of August. So, but we'll see what uh, what happens. But anyway, um, but you know, again, I'm not a big fan of the Forbidden Door pay per view. But it was, I mean, say what you will, wrestling is red hot right now. Mm-hmm. Wrestling is a hot property. It's a hot commodity. You know, the ratings for the WWE. WWE is setting records every pay per view. Like they're. That show in Puerto Rico was a massive success. All these shows that they're doing for the Puerto Rico pay-per-view, right, that they just did, um, what was that? Um, what was the name of that pay-per-view? I forgot, but uh, um, the one with Bad Bunny. Fast, and... fast Lane? Is that what it was? Was it, was it Fast Lane, I believe? No, Backlash, Backlash. Yeah, that was Backlash. Yeah, Backlash. That was Backlash. But that yeah. was a huge pay-per-view. The Canada crowds have been immense with both the WWE and AEW. And then they're going over to Wembley Stadium for AEW, and that's going to be a massive show. Wrestling is a really hot property right now. You know, it, it's I, – I don't want to call it – you know, again, the numbers are, are really good. They're not necessarily Attitude Era numbers when it was NWO and, you know, Austin and those guys. I mean, but this is as, this is as popular as wrestling has been in a while because now we're getting good stories and good yeah. storylines. And, yeah. and there's a lot of good – wrestling right now in these promotions yeah and seth rollins it's uh it's actually the new captain america movie that he was he's oh okay. on. he's going to be in it's not a spotted on like he's in it like there's already like so he's still no no nah, nah. he's uh it looks like they're saying it looks like he's going to be on one of the uh okay. a villain but um we've seen it be hit or miss with some of these wrestlers that when they kind of that first jump into the film industry can kind of give them a little boost when they kind of come back, when they make yeah. their return, so we'll see if that happens with him. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Um, Seth Franklin uh, Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. When we come back, it'll be time for the Love TKO. Going to wrap things up. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Red, not to the game. Honestly.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 